right, right. Welcome, listeners, and welcome to whoever is listening. Glad to have my audience again. And we are in the next stage of, I guess we can, we've been calling this what, the Love Self First series? So, so in this topic for today, we'll be self sabotage. And just briefly, because each one successfully builds, we started off with love, self first. What is yourself? Yourself is that being that the creator created to come into existence to reflect him, no matter what you want to call him. But obviously, he, like a loving parent, he created you to be something powerful. Not something struggling, not something, you know, subdued or ignorant or anything like that so you love self you want to remember how you were created that you were created for a divine purpose and journey and always remind yourself for of that so you can always be on that vibration of thinking you know therefore productive production so our next our next one was self self-love versus systematic lust and systematic lust can come just from being human you know, a lot of us lust after materialism, but when you prior, uh, prioritize materialism, that's when you're going to have problems. You know, you just want things not for the right reasons. You're not going within and having reasons that add value to your life or reasons for whenever it is that what it is you want, it adds value to your life and that destroys the value of, of your life. A lot of times we might buy expensive things we don't need, go into debt. Some people might rob and steal. I mean, this is conflict. This is not the way that we were meant to attain things in this 3D world. We're supposed to build up ourselves and then be, be able to build up others in the process. This is how you do this. This is how you get that. But systematic lust will come in when the value system is gone and you just kind of reduced yourself to being a human with the five senses. This looks so good. I got to keep up with the Joneses. I want a mansion. I want a fancy car. You know, um, you can be addicted to eating, you know, and get overweight with that lust addiction. So <clears throat> the key again is to remember who you were supposed to be when the creator created you. And you want to be and learn to be that person in all things. So the next one subject we discussed was internal conflict. And that means when you have a systematic lust addiction and you don't listen and there's internal conflict, that's when you know that what you're doing is wrong and you've gone too far. And then there are even other people and life events, maybe even dreams warning you. Like, no, you're going too far with this. You need to uh, step back. And anytime you step back, that means you need to step back and do some quality thinking. You need to challenge whatever it is you've been doing and figure out why you're doing that because it's not going in the right direction, especially when it's at the point of internal conflict and you even have those outside of you, events, people, you know, uh, warning you that something is wrong. And you have that doomsday feeling inside of you, something is wrong. And you might even get in a dream, something is wrong. But, um, you know, again, you're going to have that conflict, you know, when you're doing things for the wrong reason. And your reasoning, your mindset, 
It's supposed to always be in why you were created in the first place, remembering who created you, and to sustain that through everything that you do. So now that brings us to the next subject, the final stage, I would say, of ignoring your higher self, the righteous wisdom that's inside of us all, because we all have it, we all were created with it to assist us in our divine journey. But this next subject is self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is when you are so addicted to systematic lust, and you're not listening to the internal conflicts, and then you keep yourself in or perpetuate what I call a lower frequency mindset. You start making excuses even though you know it's wrong. Oh man, I do drugs or I'm drinking alcohol. You know, I got to die from something. We all got to die from something, man, from something. So is it going to cost you cirrhosis of the liver and death, you know, and you're a parent and you haven't finished raising your children or cancer the lungs from smoking, right? I've had people who were heavy smokers who told me when I was young, man, don't ever smoke. It's a bad habit to acquire. But they were still smoking when they told me. So they told me right, and that was good. Not that I ever, you know, cared about smoking because I've never been a smoker. But they didn't stop. And then, a, you know, a couple of guys that told me that not even a year after they told me, now they're dead. And it's sad because one of them did have a teenager to finish raising you know, and now they don't have a father. But he kept his mind, I would say, as far as, as far as me, he told me, right. But dealing with his own addictions, he was so used to going against that voice of consciousness that was telling him that he's doing wrong, you know, ignoring the systematic lust for the addiction to the cigarette, you know, ignoring the internal conflict a doctor, somebody outside of himself tell him, man, you got a lump on your lung, you know. Then, And then he keeps doing it. Well, you got to die from something. Well, you're sabotaging your own life. Then a lot of times, because we're in families or we're parents, we're sabotaging somebody else's life to whatever degree in the process, right? But when you keep going, there's going to be that self-sabotage. And if you got to have Jordan so bad, you got to steal for him or whatever, that, that addiction is there like that, you know, you know what's wrong. The internal conflict, you know that you know you wouldn't want somebody to do you that way. But then what happens when somebody finds out, right? Even aside from going to jail possibly or something like that, but a lot, a lot of people steal from people that they know, right. you know, because they know them. They know, you know, when they are away from the drawer with the money and not. And I mean, the people that you're around, a lot of times you know them. You know where they're weak and look and not looking versus strong and they'll see you. And, you know, but now you've just sabotaged the friendship or the relationship. They find you out. It's like, man, you was one of the ones I was counting on, you know, uh, being trustworthy with the most. You know, so now it sabotages a friendship that could be many years long and many years strong, right? So, but the thing is, you know, again, you don't have to steal 
the creator put in you a mindset that no matter how many times that you study something or look, in, or look over something, you will progress. That's simply called being a student. So when you were a student in school, you know, you got the addition, the mathematics, the multiplication, the English. You had to keep doing it. You didn't understand it in kindergarten or first grade the way you did in eighth grade. Right. But you it was a process. You, you, you just keep doing it. Your creator rewarded you with the ability that you can take something and produce. You know, so the Bible puts it like this. The one with the man with one talent was expected to get two. The man with five expected to have 10. The man with 10 expected to have 20. And even if you don't have that many or how many you have, you can always be more productive on higher levels if that's what you want. So whatever you want, there's usually people who are already professional in that area. Right. So the thing is that you keep producing. Now, when you go against your inner voice of consciousness, that means you're also going against that voice that will help you produce. Right. You're going against it. So when you're going against it, you know that's wrong. What else is there to do except something destructive? You know, a psychologist should just pop out of your head and say, come on, man, come on, you know? So there's nothing to do except go against your own nature, do something destructive. So all that time you're thinking destructive, so then you're going to do something destructive. And then it winds up, again, with self-sabotage. You self-sabotage your life. You self-sabotage the trust that others can have in you, whoever you are affecting with this negative and wrongful behavior, right? And <clears throat> there's never anything to do, even if you've sunk this low, except come back to that higher self. Most professionals, counselors, therapists, they will all agree that the biggest hurdle to get over is, you know, what's the biggest obstacle to get over with an alcoholic? You get him to admit he's an alcoholic. That gets him to admit that he's got to change from negative to positive and start listening to and being more constructive. Once that seed is sown, then you can start working with him and you can start working with him in areas where he's short-sighted and has short-sighted himself. Right? But it's all about the return to that voice. Once you admit, you admit, you know, there's something wrong. I have to be accountable. The creator put you here to produce in the first place. It is always going to work. It's always going to work. You were put here to do that. I don't care if you're man, woman, or child, or whoever you are. You were put here to do that, and it will happen. That will get you out. Of course, the key is to keep let that dominate your thinking and your actions at all times so that you don't get subdued with systematic conflict or systematic lust, which leads to internal conflict, which leads to sabotage. You really don't want to go there. That's not the course you were put here to travel. You were put here to travel a powerful, productive, successful, and honorable course from being able to produce. Nobody gets mad at anybody who's being productive. People will look at them with admiration. The only people that won't, you know, be a jealous hater or whatever, but you got to figure that's somebody in a self-sabotage state. How can you not 
admire productivity. That's what all our parents want to see. That's what our leaders want to see. That's what society wants to see. That's what your children need you to do. And not just to be able to successfully raise them, but to also put that value system in them. Here, this is what works when you keep trusting yourself and envisioning a goal and be productive in that positive way. And as they gain momentum, your own children, they start realizing, oh man, this works. Yes, it works. You were put here to do that. So it's always going back to that first self-love when the most high created that higher self in you. Right. It works. It's eternal. That is energy. Thoughts, thinking, effort, productivity is energy. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. Right. It is never going anywhere. And it is always, always, always going to build. Always. So this is the thing to keep in mind. And I'm going to kind of leave this with Albert Einstein here, the theory of insanity. He's doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. That's what happens to self-sabotage. You get into lower frequency excuses. Excuses... Most of the time, sometimes you have valid excuses, but you know, most people make excuses because they don't want accountability. If you were doing that, you are in Einstein's definition of insanity because you're making excuses to do that same self-sabotaging thing over and over again, ignore consciousness and truth from within yourself and outside of yourself, your parents, your best friends, when they see you going down that path, right? Just so you can do the same thing over again. And it's just going to get you the same result, right? So again, I was asked this question, how do you get out of self-sabotage? You know, especially, you know, one person, I got people that hate me, they mad at me, they, you know, well, some things are going to be possibly forgiven, but never forgotten. But people will always have to admit if you are improving yourself. If you have turned over a new leaf, the talk about you is going to be more constructive. He used to be doing this, but you know what, man? I swear for the last month, every single day, I've been seeing him going to work. And then outside of work, you know, he's really working on whatever it is he's doing. It could be that YouTube channel or something he really wants to do. But people see you, those who are close around you, see you doing that on a daily basis. That's when they know you've changed. That's when they know you've repented. You know, repented all, repentance always come with whoever's doing wrong, making up for it. You know, not asking the violated to turn their other cheek. Of course, that's another conversation, you know. So, so, so okay. A question, a question being, how, how much of a role do you believe that today's society, whether it be media, whether it be social norms, how much of that do you believe plays a role in self-sabotage? Oh, man. Am I going to be doing some more episodes on this? <laughs> well, one can think about the message I've just stated, and they could ask themselves, how many TV shows, movies emphasize this? Right? Knowing that your creator put the natural intelligence in you, not just the love. Love is important. You want to treat people right. You want to treat you right. 
but intelligence for product productivity so that you could build yourself, be somebody for your children. You can help uplift society. You know, you go back to that self-love. How many television episodes emphasize and prioritize that? How many movies is that the dominant message is? How many songs is that the prioritized message in? So again, if you listen to the negative messages, you know, you can always shut them off, you know, and do what you know is right. And whenever you keep going with what's right, you have the natural intelligence in you to be more productive and effective with that and attain goals. I always say the most high giving you a brain is crucial proof that he loves you. Not just a heart, but a brain you can produce. So uh, operating in a space of self-sabotage, I guess that was, that was, you know, how one can get out of it, I guess. Where does self, like how much is self-sabotage um, found, how much of, how much trauma do you think? is in the foundation of self-sabotage? Or do you think there's trauma rooted in self-sabotage? Yeah, there's definitely trauma rooted in self-sabotage because you can hurt yourself or others. You can damage your own health. You know, you could damage somebody else. If you steal a car, maybe that guy needed to go to work today and got fired from his job. You know, so there's definitely, you know, trauma in it. You know, wait, can you repeat that question again? Basically, uh, how much trauma do you believe oh. is rooted in self-sabotage? You know, that's actually a good question because, um, again, we know there can be serious forms of trauma. You have, what, slavery, raping and pillaging, genocide, you know what I'm saying? So it can go to the extreme. Um, but another way of looking at looking at that and why it's a good question is there's also as much trauma in self-sabotage as you will allow, especially if you're that person who does want to repent and ultimately do right. You know, um, it's up to you to not only hear that voice, but act on that voice that you know is right. And stop the self-sabotage, stop the wrongful thinking that comes from you wanting to do something that you know is addictive and wrong, right? Be because it's like, you know, you don't have to go down that road. Life largely is a matter of choice. So even if you're in that space, you know, you can always get out. Um, of course, I don't recommend this, but an example is if you're somebody that's self-sabotage and help, hurt yourself and others all the way to, say, the last day of your life. And that last day of your life, you did do something positive. Well, at least, at least it was that much that was positive instead of negative. Again, that's certainly not what we want to aim for. You want to do that in the beginning. So it's flipped the other way around. 99% of your life is being productive for yourself and others. 
and that little part that was negative, because so, none of us are perfect anyway, is overcome with enlightenment, intelligence, and replaced with productivity instead of negativity. So it can go on an individual basis as long as we want it, as long as we let it. maybe say that or could you see people using self-sabotage maybe as a defense mechanism in <clears throat> regards to maybe due to insecurities or due to you know not feeling validated they use that self-sabotage to kind of exist in a comfortable space yeah sure because to a very strong degree, that's what it is. Self-sabotage is an illusory self-defense mechanism. And I say illusory because after you make your excuses, you're still in the same space, if not worse. So it's illusory. So when you make excuses or you get jealous or envious or any of those kind of things instead of produce, right? If someone was to ask me, do you get envious? Because I think, to me, envious and jealous is two different things. Jealous is you jealous enough or envious enough of somebody to want to hurt them, do them some damage. But have I ever seen someone who had what I longed for or been in a situation that I wanted to be in but with more progress or making more money? Sure. But my thing is, I'm willing to go to that person and say, hey, man, how did you do that? I want to do it. And a lot of times, people feel admired when you ask them for their expertise. So that would be a more proper way, you know, to go about it. Because nothing gets you out of doing the work to get you to where you got to go. You know, the Most High blessed you with intelligence so that you could be productive, but you got to put that work in. It's like going to school. You got to punch that time clock. You carry your hard hat and your lunchbox and punch that time clock. You know, nothing gets you out of doing the work, but you are gifted with the intelligence that if you do the work, you definitely will produce, mm -hmm. especially when the, you know, the Most High created you with that intent. And his certification of that was giving you omniscience, metacognition, whatever you want to call it. You do it over and over, you will be more effective and productive for yourself and others. So that would be, you know, again, the proper thing to do. Always go back and realize just how much your creator loved you just to be able to create you with a loving heart but also a mind that can just en uh, uh, encompass infinite levels of knowledge and production. Do you believe that uh, self-love and self-sabotage can like coexist in a person? Yeah, well, they do. Because uh, anytime that you forget about the positive and you start thinking negatively, yeah, you coexist. Um, Again, the energy from the Most High is eternal. So his energy in you is eternal. It's neither created nor destroyed. So you can always love that true self. Know your worth. The worth he created you with is your worth that you are down here on a journey to produce. Anytime you want to jump on board and keep producing, you can. I always say don't let go in the first place. 
right? But that's always there. But as a lot of people are prone to do, they'll get off of that. They might, you know, they'll let some negativity come in, whether it's enviousness, jealousy. It can be an addiction. We know addictions take away from the quality of life. We know that. And you, you're into the addiction, and you're one with the strength of the addiction, you know, and that takes away from the mental work you need to do to be productive to counteract that so that you can overstand it and not just understand it, you know. But, yeah, they do exist in the same place. And down here, we are subject to negativity. Because like you said before, especially young people, you know, it's in the songs, it's in the TV programs, it's in the movies, it's, you know. So you do have to work to get yourself out of it. But it is not impossible. And it's not really hard. Keep loving yourself as the creator uh, created yourself to be. Always keep that in mind. Okay, so that would end, you know, yet another session. We are going into self-sabotage. Again, the power is always that ultimate power that is inside of you, that you always have access to. So we all make mistakes. We all slip up, get on the wrong path. So even if you are deep in that negative space, and no matter what has happened or how much trauma or how much you have hurt yourself and others, right, you can come out of that space. You know, um, in that Bible, you know, Jesus forgave. But he didn't forgive for you to do the Einstein thing, turn your other cheek and keep enduring the same self-sabotage. That is not moral. That is not morally correct. That's, that's just stupid. Intelligence corrects situations and makes them better. They do not make you subject to going on to the same uh, level of being violated. You know what I'm saying? So... It, but it, it, it is always to correct. So that power is in you, no matter how deep you are in that space, that you can be saved. You can be corrected. There was a guy on the cross next to him. He said, today you will be here with me here in paradise because at that time that guy changed. You know, so it can happen. Now, you don't want to be that guy. I'm not giving that advice because then you'll be making excuses all your life instead of producing. And you know you weren't put here for that. So don't push my message. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no matter how much sabotage you're in, you know, you can come out of it with that ultimate divine power. But do it sooner than later. 